0: Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. (laughs) What a dumb fucking opening. Seriously. (laughs) What a... I... You know, it's something. How many shows in are we? Two hundred and forty something shows, approaching two hundred and fifty shows. And it's something that I've thought about before briefly, but I've never really taken the time, more than five seconds, to think about what is being said at the opening of this show. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. I, I guess that works. Maybe I shouldn't say it's stupid. It sums up what the show is right there. If the, if the name alone didn't let you know what this show was about, the second line that reinforces that really does. Where we stick to one topic. Though, as it's been stated many times, Over the past year and a half, you know, getting a little loose with what one topic actually means. My name is Greg Russ, Autumn Fisher, not here today. On a vacation, hanging at the beach. I guess we could have recorded before she went to the beach. I was at the beach previously. I got home on Sunday. She didn't leave until Monday, I don't think. So we we surely could have recorded a show, but you know, travel days are are very difficult and tiring. I say it mockingly, but they kind of are. I don't I, I think it's just the stress and the anxiety, right, of flying, especially. If you're driving and you're focusing on the road, you're the driver. Sure, when you have a long distance drive and you, you've got 15 hours ahead of you. You kind of zone out, but there's part of your brain that has to stay focused. And that in itself can be tiring. Flying, though, it's like you're not thinking. You're just sitting back. You're trying to relax on the plane. I always like when they say that. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. There's nothing really enjoyable about it. I can't say anything that hasn't been said before, so I'm not going to go down that road split off into a tangent about how awful air travel is we all know but there's no relaxing what what little the seats do recline it's not enough to relax unless you're super rich and you can fly in delta one for example with the lie flat seat only ten thousand dollars each way which this stuff that stuff is built for business travelers there's the super rich people who pay for it? And then the rest of it, they know. It's like, yeah, the companies are paying for it. The company's going to pay for it, rip the company off, which I'm not necessarily opposed to. It's just kind of strange that it's not accessible for most people. If flying first class cost $1,500 each way, it's something I think a lot of people would think about. But I guess there's no reason for it to be accessible because the outrageous prices that are being put out there are being paid. So why lower it? they were having trouble filling the seats, then sure, let the common man who doesn't have much in his life uh, splurge every once in a while and get a seat on the plane that you can lie down in. Otherwise, you're stuck in coach and you got little recline. And if you do recline, the person behind you gets angry and they scream, how dare you? They should just take the recline out of the seats because what little recline you do have doesn't serve any real purpose. And it just pisses people off because legroom has been diminished. I said I wasn't going to go down this tangent, so I'm not going to. The point was there's nothing relaxing about being on the plane. And you fall asleep and your head's rolling around. I guess that's why you're supposed to get the neck pillow. But what a goofy-looking thing that is. I'd prefer to have flop neck than to have a neck pillow. But you can get it customized. It's got glitter. It's mother-of-pearl-looking. There's unicorns on it. Sequins. Yeah, good for you. I hope you enjoy. Everything needs to be personalized. Everything needs to be reflective of who you are and your personality. I can't just get normal shoes. I need to get custom shoes with my initials. And uh, a drawing of what's important to me. Yeah, what would that be? Uh, My boyfriend's initials. And then you break up and you've got your... Look, it's better than a tattoo of your boyfriend's initials, right? What a romantic gesture. We went in together and we locked in our love. With ink stuck just under the top layer of our skin, our body constantly fighting it, trying to push it out, rejecting it. That's a It's what tattoos are. A rejection of the ink. They just become suspended. So it really takes away the romantic notion there of we're in such love that we got tattoos. Yeah, the tattoo is a rejection of that love. Think about it that way. Not that I'm opposed to tattoos. And not. I have no problems. I don't have any tattoos because I could never decide on what the hell I wanted for the rest of my life. And that's still an issue. I don't the, the, the few times I had an idea, and this was a fleeting idea of what I would get. It was either some kind of mathematical equation, because I'm nerdy. I actually, I, I enjoy the way equations look. I think they're cool. And you know, I could tie it into one of the laws of thermodynamics and use that equation. Something about chaos and settling into order. If you really wanted to go down the path, there's a way to do it. A schematic was another thing. Of what? I don't know. Just any schematic. A schematic that was small enough and simple enough to fit on an arm. I wouldn't want a back schematic. I, I ended up not doing that either because would I want that in 10 years? I don't know. I can't say. If I go back to being 22 when I first thought of this, and you add all the time on, you would think that I could have some kind of assessment. Sure, my feelings on schematics and the way they look, I still think they're they're cool. So maybe, possibly, I'd be okay with it. Mostly I think I'd freak out immediately after getting the tattoo. Fuck, it's stuck on me forever. I can't get rid of it. Or if I do want to get rid of it, it's an awful process and it costs a lot of money and it's painful. So I guess the tattoo itself. The other last idea, and I know I just abandoned my thought there. The last idea I had was a box on my left hand, the palm of my hand, which I know that would hurt. It, it's more of a frame, not a box that was filled in, but a frame, and then I could draw on it because I'm right-handed, and if this is on my left hand, I could draw pictures in it. That one, no, I'm glad. I'm glad I never, ever thought of doing that, or I did think of doing it, but you know, didn't proceed in any meaningful way. That one would have been goofy and a real embarrassment. And then I would have just had to have worn a glove for the rest of my life. i just walk around with a glove in all types of weather. And people say, what are you doing? What's going on? It's like, oh, no, 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 no reason. And then one day, I trust someone enough. We bond. And I say, "Ah, you know, I, I, I don't want to be hurt. I'm filled with shame. And they say, no, no, you can trust me. Come on, reveal. And there's this big moment where the glove slips off and the frame tattooed onto the palm of my hand is revealed and then the person says what the fuck is that you're an idiot and then i run away never to trust again I become a hermit he doesn't talk he doesn't share his heart don't ask him what his favorite kind of music is or what kind of music he likes or What artists and bands he listens to, he'll never fucking tell you because you're so judgmental. My taste in music is the best. So when I ask you what you like to listen to, it's a trap. I'm laying a trap so you'll tell me and then I can tell you why it sucks and why you're an idiot for liking that and why my music is the best. That's all that thing is when people discuss music. Nice try. That ain't happening. I'm not talking to you about music. So anyway, I was going to, with Autumn being out, I was going to repurpose a previous episode. I was thinking the episode with Tim Andrews that I did years ago on procrastination. It seemed fitting in that we procrastinated and didn't record our show. People like Tim Andrews. Maybe some people don't know that that show exists and it could gain some good traction They'd say, oh my God, Tim Andrews and Greg, but whatever, Tim Andrews. I realized, though, that it wasn't really procrastination that led us to this point. It was laziness. And doing that, repurposing the show, well, again, I could push it down the procrastination path. It was more just straight up laziness, repurposing a show instead of recording a show myself. No matter how short it may be, giving you original content. So I decided against that. And if you ever wanted to listen to that episode, you could easily find it. You could, you could jump now. You could abandon this show and go find it. I don't see the real benefit of reposting. There are podcasts that I listen to that do that sometimes. They call them the classic episodes or some shit from the vault it's like, oh, yeah, okay, great. You know, I have access to the whole vault. I could go find this episode if I wanted. So the fact that you're I, I ready, I know that the show comes out on Mondays, which One topic's supposed to come out on Mondays, and now it's Tuesday. I apologize. People have routines. They like to line things up. Maybe one or two people out there are excited that on Mondays the show's going to drop, and uh, then it doesn't show up, and they're disappointed. But that aside, when I I know a show's dropping on say Monday and then you get it and then it says classic from wait, no especially when it's talking about current events I think there's a level of genericism I know that's not a word <laughs> being generic uh, is there is there a word that that uh, is close to that don't don't spend the time looking this up Genericism. Genericism. What is the meaning of genericity? Okay, fuck this. I whatever. The the shows are generic enough here, where maybe something like that could work. That was the point I was trying to make. But even then, you deserve better. And Autumn was supposed to record a show herself. When when it came to light that we weren't going to be doing the show together. She had an idea, which I kind of liked. I also didn't like it because she wanted to post a show, just her. And then I was going to post a show, just me. And it wasn't supposed to be a competition, but by default, that would lead to a competition. And we would see which episode got more downloads. And I have no doubt it would have been hers. And then I would have thought, what the fuck? The things I have to say are more interesting the show that i put together much better than what she did there's no there's nothing coherent about hers <laughs> yes i realize there's a lack of coherency here too just jumping around uh but the, the logic aside this is what would have played out in my head she's rambling There's no coherency. What the fuck? She got triple the downloads than I did. And I wouldn't be able to live with that. So I'm kind of glad that she didn't post her own episode. And maybe she still will. Maybe this thing will pop up. We shall see. But in the meantime, you're getting this one episode. Which is better than nothing, I think. Maybe it's not better than nothing. I hope Autumn's enjoying the beach. The beach vacation in August, the dog days of summer, the blazing heat, the cancerous sun, grand old time. Me just being at the beach, I went to the beach for a total of an hour and a half over eh, three days. Let's just say three days for the sake of simplicity. Hour and a half at the beach. That was plenty hour of it actually spent in the ocean and I know I've ranted on here before about not wanting to go into the ocean because it's a cesspool of filth. You've got animals swimming around, they're releasing their wastes, human waste is in the ocean, seaweed and jellyfish and sharks and babies pissing, and adults pissing. But I still went in. It was nice, the water was relatively clear, there wasn't much seaweed. And see one jellyfish. Something did brush up against my foot at some point, and I freaked out. But I stayed in, and then I sat on the beach for thirty minutes. And you put on the sunscreen. You think, oh, I'm covered. No, apparently not, because even thirty minutes, bright red in certain parts of my body. Splotchy, though. You can you can tell that. And and not even if if you're splotchy on your back, because it's difficult to get sunscreen on your back, fair enough. But when it's on your arm. Come on. You can do a better job than that. So I put in my time. I did the beach. I went on the boat went to do some fishing. And uh I usually get seasick. I should know this. But quite often when I go on boats I I don't prepare. It just seems to slip my mind. Oh yeah, you don't do so well. You're not made for the sea. You're a fucking land lover. And this year, took some dramamine. I prepared. And after I took the dramamine, I got curious and I thought, what what how does dramamine work? what is what is this? It's an antihistamine, is what I figured out. And it is the same active ingredient as benadryl. They're the same fucking thing. Dramamine and benadryl are the same drug, repurposed, remarketed, similar to mitol which is just excedrin from what I remember. It's like caffeine and Tylenol, which is excedrin, but mitol directed towards women to alleviate menstrual cramps, which sure, those those things would help, but I, I find it to be interesting. And I haven't checked out pricing. I don't know if there's a difference in pricing, but when people don't do research and they, oh, the mitol is what really works. Fucked regular Tylenol. I ain't doing that. And then the mitols twice as much. I was like, yeah, joke's on you. With Dramamine, we're driving to the boat. I had already taken this thing, and I I don't react well to Benadryl. Uh, There's been stories told on the radio show, the Von Hessler Doctrine, on this podcast, uh, about a date I went on where I was hallucinating. I, I had taken some Benadryl earlier in the day. And some people take a lot of Benadryl because they want to hallucinate on it. It's not a fun hallucination. It's not like shrooms. It's not like LSD. Not that I've ever done LSD because I'm too frightened to do LSD because actually it was Tim Andrews who once told me that he did it and the hair on his arms turned into worms burrowing into his skin. Knowing my mindset naturally, it's not a thing I want to do because you're stuck in it for eight hours. But Obviously, there's some sort of benefit and enjoyment that people get out of it. And shrooms doesn't last nearly as long. I don't think it gets as scary. So I've used those before. Benadryl. I don't know what the fuck people get out of this. What are they? If the hallucination I experienced is what people want to achieve, it is not fun. You feel rough around the edges to begin with. It just, it just feels fucking awful. That's the best way I can articulate it is there's a roughness to it. Your existence at that point feels like sandpaper. Your movement in the world doesn't flow easily. And then you just lose all sense of time and space, but not in a reflective sort of way. It's just I have no fucking clue where I am. I was just having a conversation with my next-door neighbor who died of a heart attack 26 years ago. It seemed very real. We were sitting outside of my house in the courtyard. Oh, no, it turns out I'm in my bed. So this was happening to me. And I had a date that night. The conversation I just uh, spoke about was something that actually happened. I come to, I'm in my bed, I have no fucking clue what's going on. But for whatever reason, I think I need to go on this date. This date needs to happen. I don't want to let this person down. Uh, They didn't have any profile pictures up, so they probably, there's something going on with them. They're hiding something. And I don't want to make them feel bad. And I I understand that why would you even book a date with somebody who hasn't put pictures of themselves up? Why not? That's my response. You're not locked into anything. Maybe you go meet a person. Maybe you get along with them. Maybe you connect. Maybe you fall in love despite the fact that uh, you know they're not the best looking. Just kidding. I'm shallow. That would never happen. Look, it's not a matter of being shallow. You've got to have both physical and mental attraction. We all know that, and it's fair enough to say. Now, sure, some mental attraction could offset a lack of physical attraction, but there needs to be some attraction. It can't just be completely absent and you're like, ooh, (laughs) I'm completely in love. I have risen above. I am no longer a stupid ape. I have transcended into the world of mental universal connection. Good luck. Look, if that exists, that would be great. But Maybe this person's very nice. You can have a new friend, good conversation. Who the fuck knows? There's no reason not to do it. Because again, you're not locked into anything. So this is going through my head. I need to get to the date. Uh, She shows up and the first thing I say is like, you should know that I'm hallucinating. I don't even know how I got here. And that is true. I do not remember the trip to the bar at all. There is no recollection of that. And she was very concerned. Oh, my God, what's going on? I explained the Benadryl thing. But one of the problems is when you're high on Benadryls, you forget what you're saying. You lose your train of thought very easily. So throughout the course of whatever little conversation existed, I would just stop speaking and I would have absolutely no idea what the fuck I was saying. And that would be that. And I think I tried to explain that. Whether or not she bought it, I don't know. Why she didn't leave immediately, I don't know. The bartender came up at one point and said uh, after I had my first beer you need another one I said no I shouldn't and and he said yeah you're you're right you probably shouldn't So things were obviously noticeable it wasn't just me in my head thinking it was worse than it really was We did play some skee-ball for whatever reason there was skee-ball in the bar And then I said, I'm sorry, I gotta go. And I don't remember getting home, and I woke up with a burrito under me the next morning. So apparently I got home and tried to make a frozen burrito and didn't eat it, or I took a nibble and then just fell asleep on top of it. Not a very fun experience. So I take this fucking Dramamine. We're getting ready to go on a boat. Uh, Wonderful. Everything I just described to you happening on a small boat in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. Sure, not the middle because you're not going that far out, but just go with it. Let me have my hyperbole. And so I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, should I try to throw this thing up? I don't know what's going to happen. This is not good. And then you've got people around you. It's like, oh, just just don't think about it. I'm not being dramatic. I'm not making this up. I'm not going to talk myself into hallucinating. I know through history, the taking Benadryl doesn't sit well with me. Oh, just uh, come on. You're being a baby. Nobody said that. Maybe that's something that I'm adding here. But uh, the reaction sometimes feels like that. Ah, oh, you're overreacting. I'm not fucking overreacting. I know how bad this can get. I decided to just go forward with it, though, and surprise nothing happened. So <laughs> so who knows? Who who fucking knows? The more I read into it, it seems as though the active ingredient, which I cannot remember off the top of my head, and even if I did look it up, I couldn't pronounce it, it's quite often also used in decongestants. And I think there's a combination of the two that can lead to the hypersensitivity. Some people are still sensitive, and I'm not saying that this low dose of Dramamine didn't have a little bit of an effect. I I started feeling... A few strange things. Uh, but it didn't go down that awful rabbit hole. I didn't hear music and sounds that weren't there. That's another big thing with this. It blows my mind, though, that people chase this thing down. And I guess it's something that's come up on TikTok recently. Another a challenge, the Benadryl challenge or something. But People will die from it. They can die from it. It's similar to... Uh, there was this over the counter medication that we called Skittles when I was in high school. Uh, it was, I think it was a decongestant. So probably similar, if not same active ingredient, but it was also for people with high blood pressure. So it would lower your blood pressure at the same time. I don't know why people took that stuff. Like it was fun. I tried it once. I felt sick to my stomach, vomited everywhere. I'm a senior in high school. And I go into my parents' room like a four-year-old. I, I threw up. And then I just go lay down in bed and my mom comes in and cleans up my barf. Yeah. Are you glad you had kids? Are you glad you have kids who uh, are almost 18 years old and you're still cleaning up their throw-up? I did, I did tell her, my mom, what I did. And the response was what you'd expect. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then she found out my friends were doing it. And I said, No, please don't tell my friends' moms. Please don't. And then she didn't. She did. Like at that age, I was very excited. And I'm glad. And thank you for not calling my friends out and getting them in trouble. But really, if you think about it now, and my friend's mom found out that my mom knew and got very angry, and rightly so, because if her son had died or gotten in an accident after doing that, whatever, whatever. It's like, yeah, that's a shitty thing. I'm surprised that my mom didn't say anything. It's also stupid kids. There's not enough things out there to get you high that actually are kind of fun. It's going to alter my state with anything. It's like the time I took 11 no no-dose. It was my lunch. That was real cool. What did you bring for lunch today? Oh, I've got my no-dos pills. Each pill is three and a half cups of coffee. So... Enjoy your forty-something cups of coffee, and uh, you know, weakening your heart, probably shaving ten years off of your life. And if it, if I did that now, I surely would die. I don't think that my heart could handle it. That was that was another awful experience. For for two days, the lingering effects. And why? Why? Because it was funny to say that I had no dose pills for lunch. It's a wonder. It's a a wonder that most of us... I know a lot of people have stories like that. It's a wonder that anyone survives. Some people don't, I know. But most people do survive. Despite all the stupid fucking things. Having kids, I don't know what I would do. Because you can't stop it. And I wouldn't be the kind of parent who would uh, hover over my kid and make sure that uh, living in anxiety and fear that wouldn't happen I'd just say oh you know what they're gonna do what they're gonna do and it's gonna be dumb as fuck I just have to hope for the best it's all anyone can do alright well I think that's all I've got that's uh about 30 minutes of just me today on one topic where we stick to one topic always say if you like hot sauce there's uh, Autumn's friend Michelle she and her husband have a hot sauce company called Hoff and Pepper if you go to their website and use 1topic15 promo code you get some kind of discount you support friends of the show you do a good deed alright have a good rest of the week uh, we'll be back Sometime